Hello, and welcome into episode 411 of Girls Beer Sports, the conversation with girls about beer and sports and whatever else, because it's our show and we do what we want. I'm Carrie, coming to you from Stanley Manor Studios. To my right is Sarah. Hello. And uh, she is totally ready to leap into Smarch. Leap. I think. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, it's Lauren. Yes, that was it the- is I. It was the best I could do today. Yeah. Because, you know, it is leap. Leap, leap year. Leap year. Leap day is coming it's up. leap week. It oh, is leap week. Oh, yeah. leap week. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we're going to do some leaping later in this yeah. week. It's like fleet week. But, yes. with, but with, leap, with leaps. <laughs> I actually with an have, extra day. Yes. I actually have some facts about uh, leap year that nice. or leap day that I was going to, to present. Right. Because, I, you know, people always, you know that it's an extra day. But actually, you know, when I, I was looking for some articles and uh, where I could cull some facts from, as, as you do on the internets. Mm-hmm. And uh, the one article I found, I think it's from, I don't even remember. I don't know. Leapyear.com. No, actually, I think there is one. Though. Apparently, <laughs> people who are born on leap, leap day, I guess you will are called leaplings 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 yes yeah this is actually from usa today um because the whole point of the leap year leap day is all based around math and like goes back to like (laughs) right yeah but it, it has to do with the earth's orbit so 365 days we experience, and this is from USA Today, is actually 365.2422 days. And that's according to National Geographic. Mm -hmm. And if you got rid of the 0.2422 days, that adds up. So apparently that fraction allows the seasons to correctly line up each year. If it was forgotten, the months during which we normally experience each season would shift. Ooh. Right? So this would impact other aspects of life, such as the growing and harvesting of crops. This is why leap years exist when added for 0.2422 days, roughly equal one full day. February 29th is added to the calendar of most years that are divisible by four, including Ooh. 2024. Most years. Most so not years. All years? I don't know. Weird. It doesn't say. Yeah. So the concept of adding leap days is not new and has been around for millennium millennium or a long time millennia <laughs> yes that's that's according to britannica some calendars such as the hebrew chinese and buddhist calendars contain leap months also known as intercalary or inter Sure. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, When Julius Caesar, Julius Caesar is often credited for originating leap days. He got the idea from the Egyptians. By the third century BCE, Egyptians followed a solar calendar that spanned 365 days with leap year every four years. Ancient Rome, their calendar varied and included a 23-day intercalary month called Mercedonus. Mercedonus. Yes, but it was not a standalone month. Mercedonus was added to February to account for the difference between the Roman year and solar year, and that's according to the History Channel. When making the Julian calendar, Caesar took inspiration from the Egyptians, decided to add an extra day to the month of February every four years. The Julian calendar officially began on January 1st in 45 BCE. So somebody sat down and did the math on this. 
Um, but apparently by the 16th century, time had shifted and not in a good way. Major dates had changed, including Easter. Holiday is supposed to occur Whoops. the first Sunday following the first full moon on or after the spring equinox. At the time, Easter's date had moved by about 10 days. Oh, whoops. Right? So, so they were like, hey, hey, whose job was it to do the calendar math? Somebody right? screwed up. Yeah. Because <laughs> Jesus is not going to be happy about this. <laughs> yes. So Pope Gregory the 13th yeah. introduced the Gregorian calendar, which kept a leap day every four years, but eliminated it during centurial years, not divisible by 400. <laughs> this is why 1700, 1800, and 1900 were not leap years, but 2000 was. <laughs> Despite its accuracy, the Gregorian calendar is not flawless. Instead of being off by one day every 128 years like the Julian calendar, the Gregorian calendar falls short once every 3,030 years. So we should be okay. Yeah. We're going to be all right for a while. Yeah. So so there you go. There's kind of, you know, the... Uh, the, the math the calendar facts the calendar facts of, of, of leap day or leap year as you will um, and why we have to have it which I was really intrigued when I read the fact that if we didn't have it like the seasons would be totally screwed up yeah which I I, get, I don't I, I don't know I can't get my mind around that maybe we need some change though in the seasons mm-hmm. yeah. yeah literally and figuratively yeah freshen them up mix them up a little bit who's to say we couldn't have you know christmas in the summer you know australia Australia does it they don't mind right they're doing fine about it down there so yeah yeah Yeah, i'm all for that we just switched with the southern hemisphere and we did everything that they do that would seem fair and we let them have like winter christmas and stuff and we're like look guys we'll we'll do summer christmas for a while you can have winter christmas it'll be fine they can celebrate our fourth of july (laughs) yes there we go in their winter yeah in their summer whenever they want to they'll love that yeah they love celebrating america love (laughs) celebrating america everyone Everyone does does. (laughs) yeah so i mean the but the fact that somebody actually like sat down did the math was like hey wait a minute we're short (laughs) 0.2422 oops we need to do something about this or check to scroll recheck the scroll like this isn't adding up guys there's a problem guys look at this and all the other people are like all right nerd like (laughs) you're gonna have cats cats and dogs living together mass hysteria yep right without without leap day yep and they were like thank you leap day yeah Thanks, Sleep Day. You're my hero. <laughs> We're going to be over here doing cool stuff, so you take care of that, that right. over there you just, on your own. You, you go, you, let us know how that goes. You go, go fix that, please. Yeah. So apparently there's there's some uh, sports uh, stuffs that t- have taken place on Leap Days, oh. like milestones and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Gordy House scored his 800th goal mm-hmm. on a Leap Day. Mm-hmm. Well, that's pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. Wayne Gretzky made his um, St. Louis Blues debut. We're gonna have a lot of hockey. I was because, say, yeah, hockey? I was just yeah. say it would be it would only be certain sports. I now, would assume this is hugely important though. The BCS added a fifth game. So on February 29th, two thousand and four, it was the bowl championship series that made news when it announced it would be adding a fifth bowl game in addition to the Orange Sugar Fiesta and Rose Bowl. It wasn't until the end of 06-07 season that a fifth bowl was finally added with the debut of the BCS national championship game. Yeah. So. That's pretty important. Hmm. A brand new bowl. Yes. A whole new bowl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jerry Lucas got 40 rebounds. Okay. That's, mm, I, you know, okay. that's, that's, that's a lot of rebounds. rebounds. That's yeah. A lot of, yeah I mean, right? Good job, yeah. dude. Yeah. So, 
Um, he only does it every four years, though. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So th- those were some notable, notable things that happened. Notable, notable day sports events. things, right? Yeah. I did see that there is a lady that's going to turn a hundred on leap day this year, but she's really technically only twenty-five. Ah, uh, well, yes. Good for her. Yeah. Yeah, a hundred-year-old masquerading as a twenty-five-year-old. Nice. So here's the thing, though: if this is if if we didn't have this day, mm-hmm. it would screw up the seasons, and mm-hmm. we'd be like, you know, up is down, down is up. Yep. You know, cows would be floating in the sky. Apparently, gravity would yes. no longer exist. Yeah. Um, things like that. Right. Crops don't work. Right. <laughs> um, Locusts. That whole thing. <laughs> that whole thing. Rivers of seas of blood. Yeah. Seas nice. boil. You know. <laughs> 40 years of darkness. That kind of stuff. That, that kind of stuff. Cool. Yeah. Right? Real metal <laughs> album kind cool. of stuff. <laughs> so then how how is it? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It, it, it Maybe I just can't get my head around the whole side, the, like the whole map. How just that it. like tiny bit extra yes. every four years yes. actually prevents things going that wrong. Right. But how, but how does, how does it not affect the son, the person who was born that on that day? You know what I'm saying? Like, since they were technically born on that day, shouldn't they be actually an extra day older? You see what I'm saying? Or am I just completely got this totally confused? Because I think the joke is always that they're younger than what they really are. But why? Because their birthday only occurs every four years. Right. Their actual birth date. But their birth date was the, was the day that was added yeah. Right. So even though that day is not every year, yeah, they were still born on that day, thus giving them an extra day. Oh. <laughs> or is this super confusing? So, so for their year, yes. for their first year alive, they, they have an extra day. So they yes. Saying. So they should be an extra day older. You see, yes. what I'm, you see what I'm saying? So they like, not it's only by the other three on their, their, they don't have a birthday. On their birthday, on their in between the 29th and or the 28th and March 1st, mm-hmm. that that weird in between time that's their birthday. Yes. Really at that time, they are 1 year and a day yes. older. That, that's what that's, you're saying. Yes, that's it's where a I was year going. And with a day. Thank you for trying to follow my. Yeah. <laughs> nope, I followed you right there. It was a I'm twisty not, turning trying. path, but I made it. I appreciate it is that. It's Sunday and I can't be compelled to think like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's too deep. No. <laughs> yes. So, right? They would be an extra day. Yeah. So, really, it's not happy birthday. It's happy. Or it's not. Yeah. Happy birthday. It's happy birthday plus a plus day. a day <laughs> plus a day. Happy birthday day. Happy birthday day day day. day. That seems like that would be depressing though to have like a leap day birthday because then the all those years when you don't have a technical birthday, like well, I did know somebody who actually their baby their due date was. February 29th was their projected day to deliver. Um, I believe she ended up delivering slightly early and it was like on the 27th or something. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it it was almost a leap baby. It was supposed to be a leap baby. Um, But yeah, she just couldn't squeeze that baby in there long enough. That happens. Yeah, they fall right out. Yeah, I don't know. So (laughs) would you rather, would you rather have your birthday? Yeah, they slide right out of there, don't they? Yeah, you just jump up and down. Right. You were right. what would it take you like six minutes? I sneezed and there was a baby. It there was you great. go. Yeah. You weren't you weren't labor for seriously, what was it? Was it eight hours or six hours? Uh yeah, active labor eight hours. Okay, that's that's what I thought. That's <laughs> what I thought. It was fairly short. It was real, real bad. <laughs> other people that I've heard of. Yeah, no, I mean in terms of other people, like there's some people that are like twenty four, I mean, you know, oh, yeah, 40, yeah. 50. 
yeah. Hour, yeah. yeah. She, I knew a, I know a lady who uh, spent her weekend in labor. Wow. Yeah. So really, te- eight- spend your weekend <laughs> in labor. <laughs> so really, technically, at eight hours, she did just kind of slide. Out yeah, there, it's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> catch, catch the baby. Yep. Catch the baby. <laughs> so if if uh, if you had your choice. Would you rather have a leap, have been born on leap year or born on like Christmas, Halloween, Valentine's Day? Leap day all the way. Because at least no one actually celebrates it. Like you're not, it's not like your friends are going to come over to your house on the 28th for your party because, yeah, because they all have leap day plans. That's true. I mean, (laughs) they're like, I'm sorry, like we don't want to have cake because we're all sick of leap day cakes. So we all, we all gorged on leap day cake. So we don't want your birthday cake. Yeah. True. Yeah. Um, Yeah, no one's wrapping your gift in leap day paper. Like, it's... Maybe we should start this as, like, a lucrative... Because, like, uh, greeting cards, right? So, Sarah, um, leap day greeting cards. Yeah. You know, as someone that does occasionally have a birthday on a holiday, it is kind of a bummer on that holiday, because then people are like... Yeah, because thanks. Oh, that's right. It's totally your birthday. I definitely didn't forget <laughs> at all. And uh, yeah, so the gift is at the house. Uh, yeah, you know, it's, you know, in the busyness of trying to get here, you know, that whole I forgot it was your birthday mm-hmm. spiel. Yeah, um, because I've been completely focusing on the fact that it was a holiday, yes. <laughs> which is not about you. Well, that never happened to me ever. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> No, uh, leap year would be the better one, I would think, because then when it actually does happen, you can just have like a big blowout party yeah. and celebrate all the years you didn't have a birthday. Yeah, every four years you have an extra big party because yeah. it's the one birthday you actually get to celebrate on your birthday. Right. So it actually yeah. would make it kind of more fun in a way. Yeah, I think yeah. so. It kind of takes the pressure off of the other birthdays mm-hmm. and then like puts all the excitement on the one that actually happens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I actually think that I do. I think greeting card companies are missing out. On, on having yeah. leap year as a thing, right? Yeah. And and pushing leap year as buy your leap year greeting cards, buy your leap year wrapping paper. Yeah. Buy you have to have a elf on the leap shelf or whatever. Right. Because what, <laughs> what, 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 what was <laughs> what was that uh, that day in the Simpsons that they made up it, that um everybody had to run out. It was like in between Valentine's Day and Easter or something like that. Oh, and it yeah. was a greeting card because um, uh, Homer bought the Sir Bear bears a lot or whatever it was yes. and i can't remember what they called I the i can't remember what the made up holiday the made was. up holiday uh, sarah see if you can find that um but yes we need something like that for leap year i'm surprised nobody's done that i'm surprised too everything else has been capitalized right? on why not? why not leap day whacking day no Leapy love day love day that's love it day. love day uh, it was a summer holiday made up by mr costington <laughs> when he wanted to increase summer sales due to go. a lack of summer holiday yeah there you go it was <laughs> nice. love day but there is also whacking day. whacking day, which yeah. is which is a great one too. It is. it is, it is, yeah. yeah. But yeah, so at le- there you go, leap day, it's coming. Yep. So celebrate it, celebrate it as you will. Yes. Get get your leap cards. Put your elf on your leap shelf. Yeah. And, and uh, wait for yeah, the yeah. Wait for leapy claws. Leapy claws. I like that. <laughs> leapy claws. Yes. He jumps from roof to roof. I was gonna say the leap fairy, but yeah, you know. delivering trampolines <laughs> to all good girls and boys. A leapy shoes. Like well, claws. see if he's if he's de- if he's delivering trampolines, then he's in cahoots with the tooth fairy because you're gonna bust your face. Yeah. <laughs> and lose some teeth on the trampoline. There you go. 
There you go. Yes. <laughs> in cahoots with a plastic surgeon. You have to there you go. Rebuild your face. Yeah, <laughs> it's all smashed your jaw. On the it's all a conspiracy from Big Orthodontia. That's, yeah. that's also a Simpsons Big episode. <laughs> when uh, when Homer gets buys the trampoline from Krusty. Yes. And then he tries to take it back, and Krusty. Krusty comes out with a shotgun and says, "Keep oh keep moving." Yeah. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> just look at the paper. Oh my God! And then Krusty looks out the window like sucker. And then Homer, yeah. when Homer tries to bring it back, Krusty's like, like Shh, keep moving. Nice. <laughs> but he's got. I love. I love the scene um, because it's a. Um, Actually, it's a, a send-up of another scene in a movie where they've got all the kids triaged on the lawn. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to say the name of the movie that it's a send-up of, but uh, yeah, it's a send-up nice. of a movie. Nice. Anyway. All right. All right. So, you know how you could celebrate Leap Day? How? By drinking. That's true. <laughs> that, is, that is how many people celebrate many a holiday. Why yeah. not? Why not Leap Day? They should have a leap beer for a leap year. <gasps> Why don't they have leap beer? Get on it right now, Mary Twin. Right oh. now. If you do it now, maybe you could be ready. Come on, it, guys. It's Thursday, Fast right? Ferment. Is it yeah. Thursday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's Thursday. Yeah, they could totally they do it. They got something back there in one of the tanks. They can, they can name it leap beer. Yeah, just whatever you've got up next. That is Take that name. genius. <laughs> Why with not? Leap beer. That is great. I love on, it. guys. And then the brewery could have like a whole leap beer, leap year, leap day party, yes. right? Kind of like turn into like a St. Patrick's Day type of thing, but, yeah. with, but with leap year, leap day. Yeah. Man, if only we owned a brewery. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. That would be interesting. Yikes. I wonder what that would be like. Sarah, what are you drinking? Well, we get off of that Yeah. There's nothing funny down that road. <laughs> no. well, uh, <laughs> good in your beer though what's in that yeah, can there's there? gonna be a leap beer there's nothing funny down there you brought word. it up i know i did i know what i did <laughs> well i have um a sour l because why wouldn't i um that's what i almost always have and it's from two villains brewing but it's brewed and packaged by 12 percent. one of those yeah but it's called um, villains never die like the Goonies. Um, fruited sour ale with raspberry, blueberry, strawberry, and marshmallow. And it's 5.5%. Yum. And uh, that's all it says. Yep. It's got some graffiti on the front. Fun. Yeah. I like it. Mm-hmm. Like the name of the brewery. Villains Brewery. Yeah, yeah it's a cool villains name. Villains two Villains. Yeah, Two Villains. Yeah, it's nice. Like, you know, uh, Two Princes. You know. Oh, I like that. Well, speaking of villains. Uh, breweries with names of double things this is from evil twin brewing um this is their even more irish jesus <laughs> um i'm guessing that they probably have a uh, beer called irish jesus um or something like that and this is their even more version of this there's not a whole lot of information on the can here um they usually are kind of scant with the info but this is a uh 4.7 and it is uh, labeled as a dry stout oh interesting hmm. dry stout so, huh. dry stout hmm. so not sure what that means but i will find out shortly are you drinking with me jesus yeah uh, jesus you- take the beer <laughs> <laughs> It's your own personal Jesus beer. Yes. I like that too. (laughs) 
Oh, all right. Well, I'm super excited about the Sharon beer today because a friend of the show, Todd Takei, um, went, and I believe I pronounced that correctly. Yes. yes. Um, went to Northern Kentucky this past weekend and asked if I would like to uh, have him bring a couple of things back. And I said, yes, please, because there is a brewery in Erlanger, of all places. Mm. A very odd place to put a brewery, in my opinion, as somebody who grew up uh, in Boone County, which is literally a 10 to 15 minute drive, depending, um, to get to Erlanger. Uh, it's just a strange place to put a brewery, but you know, yeah. whatever. I mean, hey, breweries are popping up everywhere. Yeah. So, so even in Erlanger. Yeah. So this, they, they apparently also do mead, um, and I do want to try their mead at some point. Nice. Um, yeah, but this is from Fabled brew works and yes they are in erlanger kentucky on kenton lands road um so this is their ursa major nice and it's an imperial stout with raspberries and chocolate and they have a whole they've they've written out i'm not going to read it um but it's like a whole little fable story that they've created for this beer Oh, and, and, as relating to Ursa yeah. Major. Well, and they put it on. No, the, they put it on the, the bottle. Bear. Yeah. Nice. So it's it's kind it's kind of cool that they came up with this little story and put it on the bottle. Cool. Because they're fabled brewer. Yeah. Well, that's cute. Yeah. So I th- like the gimmick. Thanks, to, thanks yeah. to Todd for bringing this. Yeah. Um, super excited. All right. So the uh, the Stuart Rice Houndstooth Memorial Glass today. Let me tell you, it is not not sad of what happened yesterday. Right, oh, Kentucky yeah. destroyed Alabama. Oh my God! Yeah, that was like, actually hilarious. watched that, and they had it on TV, and I was like, "Oh no, we have to watch this. This is gonna be sad." But no, it was not. No. I was very surprised. Sad actually, it was sad right? for Stewart. Yeah, it was sad for Stewart. It was sad for that glass over there. But uh, no, I was I was very surprised. Well, and it's funny because Sarah and I we went and had uh, lunch somewhere, which you can hear about on uh, upcoming episode of Hungry yes, Kentucky. Yes, and then we went to the beer trap and we were talking about the team and everything because they just lost to LSU mm-hmm. uh, on that one last Wednesday, Wednesday. Um, on a last second basket, uh, but. We were just, I was like, oh man, you know, Big Z, he's just, he's just not doing well and he looks lost. Whatever. I must, I'm, maybe I should talk more ba- bad about more players on that team because <laughs> that dude came out and was like, he's Him? a beast. And Justin Edwards, Edwards. 10 for 10. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. 117 to 95. Yeah. I mean, just, they just housed them. Yeah. Huge. And if if that last second at the end of the first half shot had gone in by <laughs> oh Shepard, the, the building would have fallen yeah, in. Yeah, the, the roof would have come off Rupp Arena. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. That would have been but, awesome. Great win, and I will say that the 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 Stuart Rice Houndstooth Memorial Glass is not sad about the about the Alabama loss because Stuart Stuart was one of these guys. He's a huge Alabama football fan. But he's a huge UK basketball fan, and uh. I know people hate that, but Stuart had a very good reason for that because his best friend in high school, whose name was Jason, mm-hmm. um, Jason was a huge Kentucky fan, like yeah. huge Kentucky fan. And unfortunately, Jason was killed in a car accident um, when uh, they were, you know, I think they just gotten out of high school or something like that. But, you know, so Stuart 
kind of rooted for Kentucky basketball in, in, in memory. memory of Jason. Aww, yeah. that's okay. Well, that's, yeah. a nice, that's a very good reason yeah. to, to you, swap your teams around. When you have good reasons like that, or like maybe like you went to one school, so like mm-hmm. you grew up with one, but you went to another and you cheer for both, that's fine. But like just being like, oh, I love Alabama football and Kentucky basketball because yeah. they're the best of the best. Because they're the like, way. Okay, yeah, bandwagon. Who else? You'll the Yankees. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like what else are you into? The Cowboys. No, Stuart was a Dodgers fan. Okay. Um, but uh, but yeah, so so I couldn't give him too much grief about that um, because it was fun to go to Shamrocks with him, and we had our certain table that we sat at, uh, and he would sit. So I would he would sit in front of me at like at a four top, right, mm-hmm. a four low top, and I would just sit there and I would beat the crap out of him the whole game, just like mm-hmm. b- like pounding on his back the whole entire yes. game. Like if we did something good, I'd be like, yeah, and he'd be like, oh my god. <laughs> Stop hitting me. So I'm sure he was plenty, especially in 2012 when we won the national championship. Like he would just sit there and politely take it, though. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So anyway, what's in the glass? I should probably say that uh, from Toppling Goliath Brewing, and this is their Freaky Friday um, HDH Broccoli Special Reserve. Okay, it's a dry hopped. It's in collaboration with the other half uh, brewery, I believe. Freaky Friday is here. Two breweries swap recipes and brew each other's beers. This to be brewed. Yeah, this sorry. This TG brewed version of other half's Imperial IPA is brewed with a hand selected blend of Citra, Mosaic, Simcoe, and Black. Yeah, Blank hops. Yeah, B L A N C. Uh, mm. giving notes of mango, sweet orange, pineapple, and lychee. Mm. Mm. Exotic. Yeah. So I don't know why it's broccoli. Say, is there broccoli in it? No. That's disappointing. I was hoping like, that was a broccoli beer. Does it have like a broccoli smell? No. Huh. Honestly, that's why I brought, bought it because I was like, ooh, broccoli, interesting. No. No. Uh, well, sad. broccoli's still fun to have on the can of beer, even if there's mm-hmm. no, even if the broccoli does not promise the broccoli that it delivers. Yeah, it's it's got cat and broccoli mm-hmm. on the can for some reason. Does it taste like cats? <laughs> oh no, maybe there's cats in it. I don't think so. But anyway, there you are. All right, well, while we're talking about beer, I feel like we need to talk about this article, this survey thing that came out last week mm. that I saw about the drunkest fans in the NFL. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I wonder. I see this. Right. This is actually really kind of interesting because this is not the results of, of a survey like this that I thought that they were going to be. Right, so I, I look again, looked around for a good article, and this is coming from the New York Post. Um, I, a lot of times, I like how they break down uh, stuff in their articles because it's pretty easy to read and yeah. to, to digest. So apparently, Tennessee Titans are the drunkest fans in the NFL. Tennessee Titans, yeah. Well, huh. New York Giants fans are sober, which is weird because the Giants suck. Yeah. So, like, wouldn't you huh. drink more? Yeah. I mean, I would if I were there. <laughs> so, Tennessee Titans fans had an average blood alcohol content on game day of 0.093%. And this is this whole survey, whatever, was that was done by Backtrack, which I think is some kind of app on your phone or something. Oh, like um, blood alcohol. Some, yeah, or, something yeah. like that. Yeah. You blow into your phone and it tells you? Uh, maybe. Huh. I'm not sure. So, all these people have to so apparently the drunkest teams um the drunkest teams were Tennessee, 
Pittsburgh, which I b- believe yeah. the drunkest NFL fans, because Pittsburgh sucks and you got to drink to watch that garbage. Uh, Indianapolis Colts, Atlanta Falcons, and New Orleans Saints. I mean, all those teams okay. did mildly suck this year. See, yeah. but I, I was thinking about like teams where like you would want to be like drinking for the game, perhaps like. Or like drinking towns that Buffalo, that, Philly. <laughs> I, I'm surprised Philly is not on there. Yeah, right. I was stunned that Philly wasn't in the top five. Stunned. Yeah. I was stunned that Buffalo wasn't either. Because have you seen the Bills Mafia? I mean, they yeah. throw each other through tables. Right. They do shots out of bowling balls. Yeah. Uh, you know. So the most sober was Kansas City. Okay. Washington Commanders, the Giants, the Baltimore Ravens, and the Los Angeles Chargers. Mm. Which again. Okay. I feel like I believe the sober ones better than I believe the drunk ones. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm very surprised by the drunk ones. Not as much by the sober ones. Yeah, I guess. But yeah, the drunk ones for sure. I think the Saints make sense to me. Because I mean, it's New Orleans. So, right. You know, you, That's you, fair. There's yeah. a lot of drink in there. So the data used in the study was obtained from over 28,000 breath tests collected anonymously from users of the Backtrack app which syncs with smartphone breathalyzers used by participants who want to know their BAC levels before getting behind the wheel. So see, I think this is unfair too. Yeah. Because yeah. Buffalo Bills fans and Philly fans are not going to... uh They're not using this. And yeah, maybe it's less about the most drunk fans and maybe about the most responsible fans. Mm-hmm. who Responsible while drinking fans, and actually. that wouldn't be Philly or Buffalo. No. <laughs> right. So maybe it's... Yeah. I, so, I feel like their data is skewed. I agree too. So from 6 a.m. the day of a regular season game until 6 a.m. the following day, Backtrack measured the results recorded each time an NFL fan took a back test. Um, to identify where fans of each NFL team are located, we utilize a map of NFL fan allegiance using Twitter data in order to associate back results with NFL teams across the country. The survey found that fans of the final four playoff teams, Chiefs, Ravens, San Francisco 49ers, and Detroit Lions, had lower average, average blood alcohol content levels than the rest of the league, meaning success possibly breeds sobriety. I don't see how that's possible. Also, um, some of these places like L.A. or other places, you might not necessarily be driving. That's kind of right. what I was thinking. You might too. be ride sharing t- or using public or transit. Or taking the subway, especially like in L.A. Mm-hmm. They're making the subway like a, or the train. They're trying right. to, yeah. or or yeah. you get an Uber or something yeah. where Ubers are more plentiful. Sure. I was also a, thinking that in my head, but mm-hmm. I didn't want to say it out loud. Well, because in like a yeah, lot of the Giants would also support that theory. As right. Well. Because transit is yeah. a, like public transit's a little mm-hmm. better up there. That's true. And a lot of people don't even own cars. Right. Yeah. So and like in Nashville, everybody has a car. Right. Yeah. yeah. This is funny though, on the opposite end of the spectrum. And this is why I think their data is skewed. The, the perennial loser, New York Jets, so the Jets stink, right? They're supposed to have Aaron Rodgers. He yeah. got hurt like yeah. five Our minutes into the first game, the right? <laughs> um, so New York Jets didn't even rate on the survey due to insufficient data. Yikes. They all just quit watching, so that's why. The yeah. NFL fan allegiance map only had two counties with majority Jets fans, Nassau and Suffolk counties, and there were not enough back points to appropriately determine a season-long average. Oh, no. Well, here's something else I'm just thinking of, too. You know, I've been watching all those, like, NFL, like, lead-up to game, like, kickoff YouTube mm-hmm. videos, which, if you're interested Super in the behind-of-scenes cool. of cool. NFL, like, um, game prep or stadium prep. Highly recommend. You should find those on YouTube. Mm. They're cool. Um, but anyway, um, like the Chiefs, like you said, they're the most sober. Well, they don't let their fans come into tailgate until like two to three hours before the game, so there's not a lot of time for them to get just like 
blacked out drunk like they don't spend all day tailgating and drinking and partying like you would at other stadiums or even like other sports so i wonder if that has something to do with it too you just don't have the time it's possible yeah yeah that's entirely possible whereas bills fans i think you know they're out there crack a dawn right Mm -hmm. cracking a beer or whatever yep depending on like how big or how long of a fan you've been they let you in the night before that was something else i saw yeah yeah so i don't know i you know these things are always kind of fun to to read and discuss because obviously i think their dad is a little yeah skewed Mm -hmm. uh one way or the other i would like to see this done with college that would be fascinating. Right? Yeah, I imagine that's a lot more, and like, surly. Because you have, like, college kids who are old and old Who, yeah, or not, might not necessarily be right. 21 yet. Yeah, so you have, like, a lot more people, like, tailgating. You tailgate for longer and oh, yeah. party harder and things like that. And you're in smaller towns where there might be a little less of competition to do for your time as mm-hmm. well. Right. That's true too. Yeah. 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 Like we don't have like a lot of public transit here. Like we have a bus yeah. system but I yep. mean it's not huge. Yeah. And there's Uber and Lyft but I mean there's no train. But there's not a ton of Uber there's and Lyft drivers right. so you do have to sometimes wait for one. Right. And it's yeah. it's difficult. At a major event. Yeah. On game days uh, you know for football uh, you know, there are people that I see getting dropped off with Uber and Lyfts and stuff like that at the stadium. But as the day progresses, right, I think it becomes harder and harder and harder to either get one or to get the or car to get, for them to yeah, drive down, to there, drive down there to drop you off or whatever. Yeah. That's why it was important for us to order that, uh, drop that pin in that Domino's app yep. early <laughs> yep. so that the Domino's driver could get there. Yeah, that <laughs> worked. Yes, it did. It worked Famously brilliantly. Worked. Yeah. Don't so. I don't know. I thought it was a fun little article to, to discuss, you know, because yeah. we do drink and we watch football. So that's true. That's true. And uh, yeah, you got to be super drunk to watch the Steelers right now. Oh no! I mean, they didn't fall. No, like, they suck. Backward into the playoffs. They're they're terrible. They're is awful. There, is and there hope for the future? No, no, no not not, <laughs> not way, even a glimmer of hope. Not the way things are currently standing uh, in terms of the quarterback situation and some other things. It's not. It's not a good oh. scene. In fact, pretty much all the sports in Pittsburgh right now suck. The Ew. pins stink. Um, oh, okay, this is how bad the Penguins are. Let me tell you. And yeah. actually, this is going to be a good segue into this next uh, story that I want to talk about. Um, the the Penguins the other night. Uh, they oh, they're playing the Coyotes. They still ended up winning because it's the Coyotes. And where are the Coyotes? From? Arizona. Arizona. Oh, that's what I thought. Okay. They're they're so terrible. Nobody even. Knows I mean, they exist. Arizona's always known for like their right. winter sports, like sure. <laughs> yeah, like they're, hockey. They're skiing, I think, right in the mountains. You know, I'm snow sure they have mountains. Anyway, they but have mountains. the <laughs> bo- the bottom line is the Coyotes. They're they're the worst team in the league. Period. They're Aww. awful. Right? They're terrible. Cool mascot. So what does uh, what does Pittsburgh do? They score an own goal in their own empty <gasps> net. Oh man! Yeah, yeah. it was terrible. I don't know what they were doing. Oh no! But they scored an own goal in their own empty net. Oh, oops. Yeah, that's how bad they are. They yeah. Confused. Oh, she's Aww. yeah. So anyway, I get that the Steelers are in that top five of drunkest fans. So, so speaking of ice and football, yes, I ice know, ball, <laughs> close, close. You're close. Oh, whoa, you're super close. So, Sarah, I don't know if you saw this. This, is, this has been on the Twix. Like this blew up on Twix, right? Mm-hmm. So there is this. This it's in. It's from Germany. It comes to us from Germany. All those crazy Germans. Yep. Uh, but it is called American Ice Football. <laughs> I've not seen. That. Okay, That's, that feels like a translation gone wrong. No, it's not <laughs> American I'm, Ice Football. I'm, I'm going to get Sarah to look it up so that you can like see 
like what it looks like. So German TV uh, is is on a different level, and this this article comes from Essentially Sports because I feel like it it's the best. It was the best article I found that like explained kind of the game. Some, yes, yeah. there's some video footage. Oh, uh, wow! It looks like a little yeah. Spider Man's running around or something. So. Okay. Before the Super Bowl took place in Las Vegas, the Germans were hooked on another game, American Ice Football. Yes, that is the name of this. Okay. So you're close, Lauren. Yes. You're close. Yeah. The groundbreaking event stems from the creative mind of Stefan Robb. He had previously (laughs) captured the imagination of audiences with ice football, or soccer, ice soccer, apparently. Okay. And then came up with American Ice Football. Okay. Look at them run. They're just like, they're like, yeah, and they're all kind of they're kind of like doing a bow-legged stance <laughs> while they're running. I'm noticing that's yeah. Yes, and there's there's no they're not on ice skates. They're no. in regular shoes. Nice. Right? They're, and ice. they don't even appear to be like curling shoes. Which they appear to be intentional like slicky shoes. Right. Because <laughs> if they put those curling shoes on, those are pretty grippy, and oh, they, they are pretty grippy. Yeah, because the the mm-hmm. curling guys just kind of walk around on yeah. the ice with no yeah. problem. <laughs> so apparently, there are celebrities from diverse backgrounds participating in this, right? In American ice football. Uh, so there are four teams, uh, that are in the running for victory in the ice football tournament. Each team comprises of eight players from the pool of 32 ice football participants. The teams compete against each other on mirror smooth ice with all matches featuring players wearing profileless bowling shoes. Ah, this adds, this adds an element of anticipation as viewers will witness numerous celebrity tumbles on the ice, which is always funny. Yeah. Uh, additionally, an active German-American football player serves as the captain of each team. Hmm. Uh, so this actually lists. Uh, so this this lists the teams. I I don't know any of these players. I'm not going to read the players' names because I don't know German celebrities. Right, German celebrities. <laughs> but I feel like. I mean, like, he's probably too old for this, but they love David Hasselhoff in Germany. Right? So, I'm I mean, you. if he was, in, if he was mm-hmm. a younger man, or is David Hasselhoff still alive? I'm not entirely yeah, sure. he is. So. He, he is? is? Okay, okay. But, like, if he was a younger man, I, I bet that they would have him on Sorry, I'm just German right. ice football. So, they also kick a field goal. Somebody yes. lines up to kick a field goal. Oh, so wow. Doink off Do they Charlie <laughs> Brown it and just, like, flip over? And, yes. And whoop, 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 yep. whoop, whoop, whoop. Well, I'm watching this that whole video. That is Pratt Fall filled. And this is hilarious. There was like a high snap and then oh, they yeah. were having to like gingerly run back <laughs> to catch it. So, uh, so there are the teams, the teams are the North Coast Naughties, mm. Eastie Boys, oh, South Coast Smoothies, okay. and West Side Wessis, W-E-S-S-I-S, Wessis? I don't know. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so yeah, this thing has blown up on Twitter, like blown up. Wow. <laughs> With people saying this is the future of football. This is the game that we need. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've been laughing watching it. It's pretty it's pretty funny. Yeah. This uh, feels like sort of in the line of like wipeout or most extreme elimination or one well, of those what's, like what's, shows where like it's yeah. just people like kind of hilariously failing at doing a sport. <laughs> well, and what's funny too is like the week before this, there was another German game show that blew up on Twitter where they said the 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 post that I saw said that it was a show solely based on trying to cut something exactly in half. And oh, so weird. they showed these these two contestants 
and they had a pretzel, like a soft pretzel. Ooh. And they they had to try to cut it exactly in half. And the way that they figured out what if you know they who won it. or whatever, they weighed it. But apparently, that was just one game in this overall game show yeah. that had numerous games. The cutting something exactly in half—that sounds like almost a Japanese game that, show. That's thing. no, I, that's so German though. Right? Yeah. I mean, the precision. That's yeah, true, precision. Yeah. I, it could be either, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it, I, I really think at this point that Germany is going to surpass Japan in game show weirdness. I mean, they are giving Japan game show weirdness run for their money. I think so. so. Yeah. yeah. Go, go Germany for getting getting nice and weird in there. I like the ice soccer, though. I wish I would have seen that. Yeah, because yeah. all the kicking. Yeah. Because at least with the American style football, it's it's mostly just running, which is hilarious in its own right. Or but scooting, I feel like once but... you kind of figure out how to run on the ice, you kind of got it. But like kicking is hard, right? Because you got to be on one foot there for for a bit. To, I'm, I'm to guessing kick. too. And the only footage I've seen of this is is the guy mm-hmm. that is scooting in for the touchdown. Oh, but there's a whole compilation. Okay, I have to I have to look too. at it. But the bottom line That's is. Funny. I wonder if, in terms of tackling, are you allowed to, like, slide into, into people? Into people? Like, could you do That'd that? That'd be kind of fun. Or is that illegal? Yeah, I don't know. What are the rules on if you can bowl into somebody? And I was hoping I would find an article that had the rules, but I did not. Or if you could actually, like, slide, like, like home run yeah. style, like, slide, slide in. into somebody, like, put your body on the ground and, like, lose your, use yourself as a luge right? weapon. Yes, yeah. Exactly. Oh, so, oh, there's the guy kicking it. Oh, it went there. Oh, interesting. When you kick it, there's like a hard surface. Yeah, it lights behind up. The like uh, goalpost, so it like went in, but it bounced back out. Yeah, but it lights up, so huh. it tells you so that it you lets made you it know or whatever. If you made it. That's yeah. exciting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here's the high snap. Check that out. And then a bunch of people start jumping on him and trying to. Like, oh tackle wow. So I mean, it looks fun. I would I would watch it. Like if it was on television, wow. why yeah. not? That That's looks that looks like a mess, <laughs> a hilarious but mess. a hilarious mess, oh, right? He got away. He's running. And oh, again, going. it's always funny to watch boop, people boop, 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 fall. Boop. It, it feels like uh, was it wacky sacks or hacky sacks? Just needs to be playing the whole time. Oh, yakety sacks, yakety sacks. Yeah, yeah. There's some Benny Hill. Yes, yes, yeah. Uh, uh, boots. Um, oh, now I'm blanking on his name, but yes, yakety sacks. Yeah, but super funny. Super yeah. hilarious. I was enjoying that. Yeah. The whole time you were talking. I really think that they should uh they should put that on American television. Oh yeah. Yes. People would totally I watch it. I feel like it. this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and again, what's funnier than people falling on ice? Yeah. No, getting tackled on that. Right? Very getting tackled on ice. It was hard to do. <laughs> So, yeah, unfortunately, like I said, I couldn't find an article on the rules. Uh, maybe I'll look and, and see if I can find one. I'm sure whatever I find will probably be in German. <laughs> so, yeah. Danke. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right, well, we've got another international story Ooh. in this week's GBS News of the Weird. Yay, Kyle's not here to screw us up. Dateline, Thailand. Thai students advertise ghost-free home certifying service. Hmm. 
certified fresh yes from ghosts a couple and i am i'm gonna try my best with these names but uh don't speak thai so yeah, yeah. you don't i do not phonetic a couple of enterprising students from Thailand have come up with an innovative business strategy, sleeping in problematic houses and apartments to certify they are free of ghosts and paranormal phenomenon. 20-year-old Wai Fei Chang, a Thai-Taiwanese student at Raja Mangala University of Technology, knew about the problems realtors had selling properties where deaths had been reported in the past hmm. and decided that there was a market for ghost-free home certifiers. Who better for the job than himself and his colleagues, an associate uh, 22-year-old Sret Hawat Boon Prakong. I think I pronounced that correctly. I tried. Mr. Kong. Yes. <laughs> the pair recently started advertising their services on social media, offering to sleep in problematic houses and apartments, and then issue ghost-free certificates to put buyers' and renters' minds at ease. <laughs> the two young Ghostbusters were featured by Thai news publication The Nation last month, and their ingenious business model went viral. At the time, the two had only just started promoting their service via social media and hadn't yet secured a client, but Chang was confident that there was a market for ghost-free home certifiers. He hadn't even set a price for the service, but mentioned that the fees would be negotiable depending on this ass the assignment. I also accept similar jobs such as spending the night at a funeral or other haunted <laughs> venues, the 21-year-old said. As for Mr. What is called Mr. Kong. Mr. Kong. He actually admitted to being afraid of ghosts, <laughs> adding this job would help him prove to himself they don't exist while putting some money in his pocket. And in case they do exist, he makes sure to always bring some helpful tools with him. Hmm. To be on the safe side, I would arm myself with sacred amulets if I was ever offered a job, the Thai student said. Nice. And he brings his great Dane and some <laughs> Scooby snacks with him. <laughs> um, honestly... This is hilarious, but it sounds like the beginnings of a Thai horror movie. Mm. It does. It very <laughs> much is giving me like, I don't know if this one's Thai. I don't think it is, but it's Asian. It's like. What's the Japanese one with the apartment? There's a lot of Japanese ones yeah, with apartments. Yeah, but I'm going to narrow that one down yeah. a Sorry. bit further. Um, the one I'm thinking of is like something asylum. It's like basically like a found footage where they sneak into this asylum because they want to see if it's haunted. And boy, howdy, is it <laughs> real haunted? Um, but uh, that's a good one. I can never remember the name. But that's this giving me yeah Asian horror movie vibes. Uh, so I like it. I'm glad that they're doing this. Uh, are they? Uh, you said they're taking ambulance, but I just wonder if they're taking other like ghost hunting. Um, equipment yeah. like do they have emf readers do they have or like a, a no. recorder it, it didn't sound like it i think that what they're gonna do is they're gonna sleep there and be like nothing happens so you're good to yeah. go this place wasn't that creepy you're fine yeah no. No, nothing moved nothing like attacked us see i feel like you gotta have some data though to back that up like you got to get the EMF reader. It's you fair. Gotta, you got to yeah. get the the little pod. That way, when the spirit comes near, it lights up. Oh, yeah. I've watched some ghost adventure. Not that yes. show, ghost adventure. Right. But I watched some ghost hunting on YouTube. But my YouTube algorithm is real weird. So there's <laughs> shoes and whatever else. Ghosts. I said earlier. Shoes ghosts. and ghosts. Haunted shoes. shoes and Haunted. Ghosts and NFL and you know whatever. Yeah. But yeah, shoes. 
shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't take these shoes, guys. You're going to have some real bad energy. I feel like it's a good idea. Just got to have some like data to back it up with. with yeah, I, ca- I kind of agree with that because, you know, I'm going to just, I'm going to be like, okay, you know, first of all, how do I know that? Well, I guess you could put a camera up and make sure that they spent the night there. But then know. again, I feel like you could just put a camera up and be like, hmm, I'm just going to watch this overnight. Did I see any ghosts float by the camera? I saw no ghosts float by the camera. I guess more than they would just be bait, I suppose. Yeah. Oh, the movie I'm thinking of is um, Korean. It's Gonjium Haunted Asylum. Okay. Check it out. It's good. All right. And boy, howdy, is it haunted. (laughs) Boy, howdy. (laughs) And how. (laughs) Well, so don't, is it true? And I, I, this is, I don't know if this is an urban legend or not, but is it true that the realtor has to tell you if somebody died in the house? Only if you ask? I feel like I've asked my mom, I know I've asked my mom this before because she dabbles in realty. Realty? Is that the word? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, yeah. She's a part-time realtor, and I believe I have said, do you really have to tell someone if, like, tell people if someone died in here? And she was like, I think it depends on the state. Oh, okay. I think you might have to in Kentucky, yeah, but I don't quote do. me on that. I, I feel like you do. I don't know. I feel like at the very least it would be unethical if you didn't. Um, maybe, maybe not just a murder. Maybe like not like against the rules necessarily, but like I feel like you're entitled as a homeowner to know. I don't um, think you have to be like, oh, someone died here of natural causes. But if there was like a, a violent crime, crime that occurred there that ended in a death, and I feel I like if your house was probably I, I used as like a meth lab or something, I think that you yeah. would probably need to know that as well because I mean there could be you know sure like you know actual bad chemicals or something left residue in your home uh you know be it uh you know scientific or uh ghost related Um, so you don't want any ghost residue yeah it's very sticky i looked it up in most cases this goes from realtor.com oh in most cases if someone has passed away peacefully in the house there's no legal obligation in most states requiring that sellers disclose it um, but that was just like the top thing. I did ask says. our realtor whenever we got our house if anything. That's fair because this is an old ours. house. Yeah, and he was like, "Not to my knowledge, but I don't necessarily know everything." Mm. However, uh-huh. if you live in California, South Dakota, or Alaska, there are exceptions to the rule. In California, for example, any death on the property, peaceful or otherwise, needs to be disclosed Ooh. if it occurred within the last three years. Uh-huh. The seller must also disclose any known death in the home if the buyer asks. There you go. So if you live in one of these three states, check with your state's housing authority. And then violent deaths, a murder or a suicide, especially one that's highly publicized, is considered an event that could stigmatize the property. Like physical damage is mm. seen as something that can affect the value's home. Mm-hmm. But if it's a violent death, it becomes a marked property that people won't necessarily want to become associated with. Therefore, or they sellers, really will. <laughs> right. Therefore, sellers in most states are required to disclose events like murder on the property. So that's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. Okay. Was. Yeah. Yeah. That's that sounds about right. So I was close. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I think that actually because Asian countries have a, a bit more the difference, like of. Um, I don't, want to, I don't want to use the word superstitions. I mean, traditions. I guess or, or like, like beliefs, beliefs, beliefs yeah. about about death and afterlife and sure. ghosts and, and things that like that. Works. So yeah. I think that this they're probably going to be they'll probably will get jobs and be more uh, effective in Thailand yeah. than and like probably put some people's minds right than like a service like that. I think because there's so many flipping ghost hunter people in, mm-hmm. in yeah. Kentucky. I feel like you can probably just like look ghost hunters up yeah. in your area and just get someone to come to your house pretty easily. But you know for what? The same kind of service here in America. I also like the. 
ingenuity of this because instead of like trying to start like a TikToks or become like a social media influencer to make some monies, yep. like they're trying to offer at least a tangible service. Yeah, they're just showing up with like a pillow and a sleeping bag and being like, all right, I'm here. Right. We'll tell you if anything creepy happens. I will say that when we moved into our house, um, there was a, a full length mirror that was left in our bedroom that I immediately got rid of. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I was like, nope. <laughs> I kept the creepy mirror that was in our basement. It's still down there. Nice. And it is like, yeah, it's like splattered with paint. Well, and, and I'll, I will also say, looking. I will not name names to protect the identity of this person, but it's somebody that Lauren and I both know. And Lauren, you may know this story. Okay. Um, but this person, um, his parents had bought a house here in town, and they were getting ready to move in, and the person that was living in the house did not want to leave the house. Uh, they left the house unalive oh, because no. they unalived themselves in the house oh. right before this person was getting ready to move in, and they moved in anyway. Does oh, that make wow. sense? Yes. You know, you know, you know the person. I'll have to get this off air, but yeah. yes, that sounds. Yeah. Sorry, I, I don't want to like. I don't want to name names. Incriminate and I don't like, anyone, but yeah. yeah, it sounds like this would be totally like that kind of scenario. Like, it, I, I don't know. Like, even if even if your house was certified uh, ghost fresh by <laughs> <laughs> certified fresh by rotten ghosts, <laughs> yeah, by rotten ghosts, tomatoes, there. Um, uh, I'm not sure that I would want to live in somewhere like, I mean, I guess I probably would. Cause like, I don't know. I, again, I live in an old house. Right. I live in an old house where it's very possible that at some point in this house's history, something bad, very bad has probably happened here. It's, you know, from 1929. So in a few years, we're going to have a hundredth birthday party for our oh, house. Nice. Oh, nice. I like it. Yep, We're going to throw the house a birthday party. Fun. Um, but yeah, nothing like I've never felt any kind of like creepy creepiness. I've never here. felt any like weirdness. Yeah, and I mean occasionally no. like weird stuff will happen in our house. Like doors will like just pop open, closets will pop open. But then again, we have old wonky house, right. and I'm pretty sure it's just because like the house is settling weird. Um, and yeah, it's just a weird creaky old house. And I've been in old places, but never felt the presence of ghosts. I don't know, but, but it, no, knowing what 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 would happen mm-hmm. though would make me freak out. Well, and this person said that you know they cleaned up they cleaned up the part of the house and they just moved in and he said there was nothing weird that ever happened there, so. <laughs> except for all that furniture that levitated. But that's <laughs> you know that's neither here nor there. That would probably deter me. But I did spend part of my childhood living in a certifiably haunted house. Certified fresh. Yeah, certified fresh haunted certified house. Fresh. It was the story was that it was used um, as a hospital of sorts, mm. and a doctor for sure lived there with his wife, and his wife helped take care of people with I don't remember what they had, but okay, whatever they had, a lot of people died in that house. Wow. And it was haunted, and it was awesome. Spooky. <laughs> I like and it. There is a Simpsons episode where Marge sells the murder house to uh, Flanders. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they really like it. Yeah. 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 But with Sarah and I were talking about the uh the Trent DeGiro house that's down on the corner of Woodland down there. Trent no. De- Trent DeGiro, the football player who got shot and killed no. in 1990, 1993. Yeah. Which house on Woodland um, is this? It's right there on the corner. It's a it's a Woodland du- and Euclid? It's a it's a duplex. 
No. no. It's on the corner of Woodland and, uh, oh, what's... Woodland and Maxwell, High nope, Street, nope, Richmond nope. Road. It's towards campus. Oh, um... um you know where the... Rose? No. no, you know where the... I can't think of the name of the road. Do you know where the daycare center is? Yes, like right there. Yeah, it's right there. Oh, that used to be my... my neighboring house because i lived in the woodland studios which is right next to that it's kind of it's kind of close to there yeah but, but it's right on that corner of woodland and whatever that other i can't remember um, sunset maybe mm-hmm. but it, the bottom line is like we were talking yesterday about the people who probably have no idea what happened in that house Ooh. and it's still there i'm surprised I mean, that, uh, yeah on the front porch, on the front porch. Yeah. yeah oh wow cool i walk past that front porch all the time i never knew it was that interesting yep I just thought it was a place with really loud parties in nope. the backyard and uh shane shane ragland was the guy who hood, hid in the bushes across the street and yep. killed him and oh, then wow. he, he went, went to jail. he went to prison for a time but he didn't he paralyzed he got paralyzed in a wreck yeah uh like uh, several several years ago but bottom Ooh. line it was it was like when it happened it was like a huge yeah that's a big yeah. story yeah. uk football lore. lore yeah you well uk lore in general yeah, just that. yeah. But yeah i was unaware player. of this yep fascinating but anyway so you know i guess if you're in gonna live move to thailand and you're interested to see if your place is haunted call these dudes up or whatever find them on the social medias and i'm sure they'll help you out yeah well that's gonna do it for this week's gbs news of the weird (laughs) okay so kfc and they on a roll because they had that new bowl (laughs) remember that remember that that came out Yes. Uh, that with all the the taters and all the that stuff. Tater. Yeah, oh, you're kidding me. The starchy starch McStarch bowl. Yes. Mashed taters and fries. Yep. And corn. Well, mashed taters. Mashed apparently, taters. Carrie <laughs> doesn't know how to send a email a link to herself. Mm. So give me two seconds to look this up. Well, when you thought about it, you should email yourself. Right. Uh okay so anyway kfc is back and uh they've got uh this this thing called the chizza which is basically exactly what it sounds like it is a fried chicken pizza i saw someone we all know tweet about this earlier today chicken as a crust basically chicken crust yeah that looks disgusting you leaving it i'm leaving that um yeah no i don't it's giving me like really chicken parmesan vibes. Yeah. And I will eat chicken parmesan, but only if it's made like from scratch yeah. by someone that knows what they're doing. Um, I'm not eating that. And it has pepperoni on top, which is even <laughs> it looks like really gross. I don't want chicken and pepperoni together. I just <laughs> don't. Like, there's no yeah. way. I mean, I wouldn't even eat the double potato bowl, even though I went to KFC the other day and I really thought about it. And I didn't. I got regular chicken. Okay. Apparently, this is... Okay, it's spelled C-H-I-Z-Z-A, right? So, I would call it a cheesa, right? Or a chizza. Cheesa is probably Mm. what they're going for. Cheetza. Cheetza. Like chicken pizza. C-H, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Pizza. C-H. You want to get a large pizza? (laughs) (laughs) A pepperoni (laughs) pizza. Man, a I had to go. Oh. I had to take a large pizza <laughs> from Papa take John. A wicked pizza. It's <laughs> a lot of pepperoni in that pizza. It's a lot of sodium coming out of there. Oh, apparently it first launched in the Philippines in 2015, oh. and has also popped up in other KFC locations in countries including India, South Korea, Spain, Jamaica, and Mexico. 
Well. So other places enjoy chicken crust pizza. Um, so you're so you're leaving it. Yeah, you're out. Sarah's disgusting. out. You're I, out. I'm out as well. It's just it sounds like they're just trying a little too hard. And also like if if they're wanting to do something, they should have done like like a chicken mozzarella or or like a. Or like like a, a dipping sauce or something maybe because I don't even know how you're gonna eat that thing. Or throw some pasta or, in there and make it a chicken parmesan. Or like or like chicken a chicken parmesan. parmesan. Yeah, it, I don't even know how you're gonna eat that. Like, are you supposed to pick it up and eat it with your hands like a pizza? Because if I think so, so. I think that's like, the point. I, what I assume is probably like chicken tenders are not gonna hold like sauce and cheese and like melty pepperoni grease. That's going to be really messy and disgusting and probably just make you feel sadder than you already are having ordered that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I am leaving it. Or throw a pe- another piece of chicken on top, make it a, a Italian double down. <laughs> yeah, right? okay. Italian double down. Actually, See, that's that already ma- better. That's already better. That, and I was I was getting ready to ask. Give me a million dollars. You can have Did it. you ever have a double down? No. I, I didn't either. I've, I've stooped pretty low in my fast food life, but I have not gone that low. Nice. I, I will not. I know people who have. But you know what? I would I probably have. eat an Italian double down. That's yeah. way better than this. That yeah. sounds like heartburn instantly. It does sound like instant heartburn, but it also sounds slightly less like it's going to, like, I don't know, ruin your car upholstery. I mean, if you want a, a non-traditional pizza, go to Taco Bell, get the Mexican pizza. Yeah, I'm That's way what better. you need in your life. Yeah, I'm, I'm leaving this. This is just, you know what, just go buy a bunch of chicken tenders and marinara sauce and, you know, some save bag your money. Some bag of mozzarella cheese. Right, and pepperoni. And some pepperoni. Go yeah. to a nice Italian restaurant and get the chicken parmesan. Yeah, this, this makes no sense to me and is, frankly... Not it's nonsensical. Okay, so Taco Bell, man, they Taco Bell had been on it. They had that like esports event release thing for their for their dang new menu. (laughs) The dang new menu. Okay, dang new menu. Um, they they've been coming out with a bunch of new stuff on their menu. Uh, and now tacos accessories. Yes. Oh, I like that. (laughs) Tacos and tacos accessories. Why is there not a restaurant called that? (laughs) You can start it. But now they have paired up with Salt and Straw. To bring back the Choco Taco <gasps> this summer. But this isn't it just... It resurrects yes, the zombie taco. <laughs> it's like the phoenix. Ah, oh, the phoenix of tacos. Yes, they're bringing back the Choco Taco. But it's not just... It's not going to be like the, the you know, the Choco Taco that we all... It's going to be a, yeah. an elevated one. So it is going to be... have a, a so Because since, since this is salt and straw, which yes. is like, you know, high-end ice cream or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's going to have a hand-pressed waffle cone. Okay. It's been filled with cinnamon ancho chili ice cream okay. dipped in single origin chocolate. Oh, and that's st- double origin nonsense. Right? <laughs> and, <laughs> and studded with toasted brown rice. And that's not mm, all. The studded. Choco Taco will also be served with three custom <laughs> sauce packets, chocolate chili, cinnamon wild berry, and mango jalapeno, and a cheesecake dip. So, Lauren, what do you think of this this new Choco Taco? I mean, it sounds ridiculous, but it also sounds delicious. Um, It's very silly to to elevate the Choco Taco to this extent, but it also really does sound quite good. Um, So, yeah, I would totally totally try this. I imagine that it's going to come with a rather uh, lofty price point, Um, or at least more than the Choco Taco was originally at. Man, I miss the Choco Taco. 
Um, but whatever it is, uh, I, if you gave me one, I would totally try this. It, it sounds quite yummy, especially that cheesecake sauce or whatever it was. Yeah, the cheesecake dip. Cheesecake dip sounds really good. Yeah, the, the article doesn't have a price point. Yeah. I'm not well, seeing one. whatever it is, I would try one if you gave me one. Might not want to pay for it, but I would definitely try one. I would absolutely try one and pay for it and probably several of them. Is it going to be available everywhere? Do I have to go to like stupid California? No, I actually think it's going to be available everywhere this summer. Okay. Wow. Is someone going to hand press the waffles inside <laughs> of the Taco Bell? Or yeah. are they going to come <laughs> hand pressed and then we just slop the ice cream in? Like I just Oh, was no. I lied. It's only going to be available at Salt and Straws, uh, in all at the Salt and Straw scoop shops. I imagine we're nowhere near a Salt and Straw. Other if if I traveling, have not seen one here locally. Yeah. Oh, you can get them online though. You can order them online. Ah, yeah. Like yeah. Taco. Mm-hmm. So this says if traveling to one of their locations in California, Washington, Florida, Nevada. Oh, uh, which is that Salt and Straw locations, um, you can get them online. Salt and Straw will be providing nationwide shipping for their ice cream chocolate tacos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and it, no price point on that, but you can yeah. at least get them online. Okay. Well, that's kind of exciting. Yeah. They do sound good. Mm-hmm. I'm taking this because you go Taco Bell, like trying to elevate some stuff over here, right? Yeah. And getting all creative with your menu. and. I mean, if we have to go back to California <laughs> to get this and go to the Taco Bell Cantina, I guess I'll go. Whatever. I walked right past one and didn't go to it. I regret it. Missed opportunities. Yes. There was one right in Newport Beach. Looked at it. Walked right by. Don't know why I did that. Yep. Sad day. But yeah, I'm down with this. And and I'm sure they're expensive to order, but I think it would be worth it for just like a one-time thing. Yeah. Right? And it doesn't say how much, how many you would get in a pack, but it'd be fun to like just go in with people and get them and then share or whatever. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. So... Fishing is fun. I like fishing. I've been fishing in forever, but we used to go fishing all the time growing up. You like fishing? Yeah, I like fishing. Yeah, fishing's super fun. So, uh, Keystone Light. You remember Keystone Light, right? Keystone? Yeah, Mm -hmm. Keystone. You remember those commercials? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not opposed to Keystone Light. And in fact, there have been plenty of times on St. Patrick's Day where the green beer has been Keystone Light at Shamrocks and I haven't even been mad about it. you take (laughs) whatever beer is green on St. Patrick's Day, honestly. So they have teamed up with uh, somebody, which I will will give you in a second, to to create this smooth snackle pack, right? Snackle pack? Snackle pack. Ah, like a tackle pack, but for snacks. Yeah, yeah. So the smooth snackle pack is a collaboration between Fishwife Tinned Seafood Company and Keystone Light. It features tinned, so in tins, right? Right, yeah. Uh, Tinned rainbow trout. This version has a hint of hardwood smokiness. When enjoyed with that crisp beer, it is quite enjoyable. So you can get this, um, not sure how, oh, 30 bucks. Uh, I think you get like four or five tins of fish and a little like cooler looking thing and some Keystone Light uh, in there and some crackers maybe. Um, but yeah, so what do you think of the Keystone Light and the Fish Wife Snackle Pack? Honestly, I think I'm going to take this. Because <laughs> there's little tins of fish. Tin, tinned fish right now is like huge. all the rage. It's the it's the big culinary thing at the moment. It's huge. Diff- like there's like specialty tinned fish right mm-hmm. now, which is what that sounds like. And I uh, would really like to like mm-hmm. start dabbling in that a little bit. So yes, I, I'll take that. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I do enjoy my occasional fish in a can. 
Um, this canned fish, um, maybe it's like high-end canned fish. I hope it is. But I just feel like Keystone Light is not a high-end beer. So why would the canned fish be a high-end beer? Um, so, yeah, I'm wondering how many weird bones and hooks and things you're going to find in your fish can when you open it. Um, I don't know that I would take this particular brand of, of canned fish with the Keystone Light, but I do really enjoy the uh, word Snackle Pack, so I'm going to give them props to that. So uh, I'm taking the word Snackle Pack, but maybe just leaving the dubious canned fish. Okay. Yeah, you can make it in like a like a charcuterie thing. Yeah. yeah my friend did I that. do love sardines and mm-hmm. anchovies. Sardines and anchovies are tasty, yes. tasty, salty So fish I'm super taking this. I'm with Sarah on this. I'm all, I love the me the kit some can fit tin fish can fish love me some sardines love me some anchovies mm-hmm. uh we have anchovy we keep anchovies at the house put them on a pizza delicious oh, so salty little fish bombs are so delicious and bombs. you know in portugal there are like restaurants that mm-hmm. that's what that's their whole thing is you go in you pick out your tinned canned fishes huh. and they open them and then they you know give you bread and put them on a plate and everything for you <laughs> and it's like it's like a huge thing in portugal like they are very in portugal they're very proud of their like their ability to tin good fish <laughs> wow! Yeah, who knew that there was a whole canned fish culture? And there is. It's a huge. It's a huge movement with like mm-hmm. I guess millennials and stuff like that, where they have uh, uh, people come over and they have tinned fish dinners. Like that's mm. the whole thing. And so everybody brings like some tinned fish, and you all share them. Honestly, a bit. I'm down to do that on the yeah. podcast. I love it. So, they got all the I'm, I'm, for it. I'm down for yeah, it. Yeah, I'm for it. But uh yeah, the only thing I could think though when I read that the brand of uh of tinned fish with the, the fish wife is again back to the Simpsons yep. episode where they they sneak out and they see the the bloodening and uh in your face fish wife. Nice. <laughs> I love that. I have a whole weird series of fish wife themed postcards that my grandfather had. Interesting. Yeah, it's like a pack of like 12 postcards. I have some of them in frames where they're all fish wife jokes and they're like these real pictures of women that have been like colorized they're very strange so yeah i i enjoy again i enjoy the names of these things i enjoy the name fishwife for yeah, a, absolutely. a fish cannery and i enjoy the name snackle box yeah. yeah these these are good names guys yeah i like it yeah in your face fishwife all right, so we are all familiar with Cadbury mm-hmm. cream eggs, right? And yes. we're also all familiar... Mini chocolate eggs are amazing. Yes. Mm-hmm. With the cream filled be- eggs. No, 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 I'm just the, the the mini chocolate ones, no, solid chocolate. I'm a cream egg. Ooh. I'm both. I'm a cream I'm egg I'm both. <laughs> Although I can only do about one cream Stay egg creamy. because... <laughs> They get they get pretty super super they sweet. Yeah, sweet. I can eat like one a year. Yeah, yeah. So you know, and they they did the commercial, which is a timeless commercial mm-hmm. with the Easter Bunny. You know, the yeah. the tryouts and all yeah. that kind of thing. So this year they are going to do a bracket Ooh. to see who the Cadbury Bunny is going to be. Oh, yeah. So. According to the food brand, this year's competition will be a bracket-style showdown. Everyone can submit their pet for a chance to become the Bunny Supreme. But unlike previous years, where the public voted from the top finalists, this year's top 32 submissions will face off in an elimination-style bracket until one winner (coughs) is crowned. So apparently, I've heard that, like, that hippo Fiona, is they're going to submit her. Oh, yes. So you've got a round of 30 cute 
Creme 16, a litter of eight, the final fur, and then the final vote takes place on on March uh, March 22nd to nice. crown the bunny. So what do you think of this bracket-style system? I love it. I, I love a uh, ridiculous mascot, and this is the ultimate in ridiculous Easter mascots. This sounds so great. Um, and uh, don't think that I'm not going to try to find some bunny ears for my cat, Blueberry, because he would be an excellent Cadbury bunny. Yes. I, I agree. I, was, I literally was pointing at him and yes. going, Blueberry. Put <laughs> yes. Blueberry yes. in this. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I love this. I'll take it. I love a bracket. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm I'm totally for this. I love the bracketing type system, in instead of just you know voting or whatever. Um, but yeah, I like the so you don't just like vote on one. You have to vote on one or the other in the bracket to see who moves through. And I li- I like that much better than just like somebody one one pet and or animal hogging all the votes. Yeah, yeah, or yep. like a famous animal like Fiona. Yeah, hippo. right. Who is going to get a, bazil- a gazillion votes? Yeah, right. That shouldn't be allowed. We shouldn't let famous animals. Oh, it should be amateur animals only. Yeah. Yeah. It should be like the NCAA <laughs> pre-NIL. Amateur animals. Yeah. <laughs> it's amateur animal night here yeah, at the Cadbury Egg Factory. <laughs> yep. What is this, amateur hour? Yeah, no, I know where you're going with that. Um, do they even do those anymore? I, I would not I don't know. think they do. Like... You know, uh, uh, it used to be, uh, now I don't even know what cheetahs used to be. I'm, I'm blanking on the name. Solid Platinum. So when it was Solid Platinum, they used to have on their marquee, they would Amateur advertise night. for that. Yeah. But now that it's cheetahs, and I guess it's changed owners, I'm not sure they do that it's anymore. It is way classier. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yep. Only the pros. What, what, what I have been told, and the, the same person that Lauren knows with the house. Oh, okay. Um, now I know who this is. Yeah. Told, <laughs> told, told, told me this too is apparently on those quote unquote amateur nights that um, dancer type peoples from other establishments on their days oh, off would oh. go to these places. It's like an exchange program. Yeah. And, and, and like, so it really wasn't amateur. It wasn't amateur. Right. Yeah. It was a alone answer. Yeah, yeah. Sure. But see, you got you, you you know what I'm talking. No, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say about that. Okay, mm-hmm. that's going to do it for this week's take it or leave it. So, Sarah, what did you think of your your the villains never die? Um, it was good. It was a sour ale, as I promised, and it was quite fruity. Was it super sour, or sour, or was it? No, I think the marshmallow mellowed uh, out. Um, mellow, 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 mellowed. Um, but it was good. So it was a solid sour ale. Would recommend. All right. Yeah, it was kind of creamy like a milkshake IPA. So, yeah, it's good. Nice. Well, the even more Irish Jesus um, was not a, a transcendent experience, really. It just tasted like stout. <laughs> I don't know what dry stout is supposed to imply. I suppose it was a bit dry. Um, it wasn't overly sweet in any kind of way. Um, it was kind of light, um, especially for, well, it was 4.7, so I, yeah. you would expect it to be fairly light. It's a pretty easy drinker. Um, but yeah, it, for such a strange, obscure uh, can name there, it wasn't really that much of a wow factor, but I do like the very strange canned name. Yeah, I do. I think they would have done better to say, Jesus, take the beer. Yeah, Jesus, yeah, take the beer. That would have been better. I did look up so, Irish Jesus on Untapped while you were drinking that. Nothing came up. So just even more. Irish why? Jesus. Why it's even more? <coughs> no, no clue. 
Even more cowbell. Okay. Lots of Catholicism in that can. Yep. What is lit? <laughs> so, you know. All right. So what do you all think of Fabled Brew Works Ursa Major Imperial Stout with raspberries and chocolate from just right up the I-75s in Erlanger? I liked it. Um, it's not. It's thick, but it's not like hard to drink like it's it's stouty but there's also a lot of fruit there very raspberry uh chocolatey i liked it i'm a fan yeah kind of sour i i was actually really impressed you know uh you know little little erlanger did a did a good one with the fabled brewing so far um yeah it it gives you a nice raspberry pop there at the beginning Mm -hmm. finishes off for like a pretty uh dark chocolate kind of flavoring at the end um, but overall, it's not super heavy. It's not cloyingly sweet, although it is rather sweet. Like, I wouldn't want to drink an entire bottle mm-hmm. by myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this would make me have an upset tummy. Yeah, yeah but the this style of beer is often rather sweet yes. and heavy. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I don't think that they really missed the mark with that. And I think, if anything, they, they made it a little bit more palatable than it could have been made by some other breweries who do get a little too sweet and heavy. Um, sweet and heavy. Ooh, um, but uh, yeah, it was it was an easy drinker and it was quite tasty. So yeah, totally totally good job there, Erlanger Brewery. Yeah, good job yeah I I liked it again. It, you got raspberry, you got the chocolate. Yeah. Was was sweet. Um, and I, yeah, I'm glad that we. I don't think I could have done the whole bottle by no. myself. It's definitely one that that you would want to share. But if you got it, if you went up to Erlanger and mm-hmm. you got this uh, pour on tap, oh, yeah. I think that that would be quite palatable yeah, totally. to drink one yeah. of these. No, it's, especially could be a small pour. It's a good beer, and it delivered what I yeah. it promised. Yeah, it tastes like like actually like the little raspberry dark chocolates mm. you get mm-hmm. in like a Valentine's Day. Thing. Yeah, yeah, or um, like almost slightly like fermented, like a little funky almost. Yeah, I feel yeah. Like. but in a good it way. Was a little sour. Yeah, yeah, but in a in a really good way. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. well balanced. I liked it. I really liked it. Yeah, yeah. So it was good. Thanks to thanks, Todd. Todd. Thanks Todd for for bring, for bringing that. Yeah, uh, up, I like know, that they have here. a little story on the side. Yeah, it's kind of cool. The, the beer's name is nice. Yeah, I, I I really need to get up there at some point. Yeah, uh, you know. They should do a road trip or something. Yeah. I always say that and then it never happens because I'm lazy. Because <laughs> effort. Um, but, you know, I mean, my mother lives there up there, so I should probably go and, you know, she could drive us. She could drive there us over there. That's she true. Yeah. There you go. And then you could just sleep it off at her house. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. Hi, Mom. I'm Hi, sure she Pat. would. Uh, yeah. She, actually, she probably would be fine with that. <laughs> to, to tell you the She's truth. Cool. Yeah. She's really cool. <laughs> All right. So the Toppling Goliath Brewings uh, collab with uh, the other half is Freaky Friday HGHC Broccoli Special Reserve. I mean, it delivered what it promised. It was dry hopped. It was a little fruity. It was definitely hazy. But no broccoli. No broccoli. Or cats. Or Hmm. Or no broccoli cats. Fascinating. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I'm chopping broccoli. (laughs) She's chopping broccoli. God, what a great, what a great Dana Carvey bit. Classic. Uh, It's a classic. She's chopping broccoli. Chopping broccoli. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, go look that up. All right. So yeah, definitely delivered what it promised. I mean, again, what can you say? I'm gonna be drinking a lot of dry hopped IPAs on this show. And You've then, been dry future. hopping yeah. like it is a leaping year. Yeah. <laughs> dry hopping into the leap year. That's what you've been doing. There you go. All right, Sarah. So 
<laughs> I think we're going to record a new episode of Hungry in Kentucky. Yeah, um, we'll hop into Leap Day this week, I guess, with a new episode of Hungry in Kentucky. If you want to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Hungry and KY, I have an email. It's hungryandkygmail.com. I almost forgot it. And then uh, you can find us uh, wherever it is that you find your podcasts every other Wednesday. Yep. And there you go. And I actually twixted, tweeted last night. I saw that. Yeah. About uh, the, if you're going to, if you're going to pay tribute to Wimp Sanderson, who was a former coach of Alabama basketball, who his whole thing was he wore plaid jackets. Oh. Um, they called it the plaid palace when he oh. was coaching down there. If you're going to pay tribute to him, where just... Forget this muted plaid crap. Just wear the plaid jacket, right? Commit they, to the plaid. They really like a pattern down there in Alabama, don't they? They do. With the houndstooth yeah. and the plaid. Yeah, yeah. it's a theme. It's a little ca- clashy. Yeah, it's yeah. a theme. But man, just just commit to the plaid. Yeah, I did not like that jacket that he was wearing I was not a time. fan. No. was not a fan. And Cal tried to also do a plaid thing. It just commit to the plaid. Man, if you go back, go back and look up like Rick Patino, Wimp Sanderson. When Wimp was still coaching Patino when he was like not undead um <laughs> coaching at uk he actually wore a loud loud plaid jacket to honor wimp sanderson so cool. that's how you do it you don't yeah. go with this muted oh it's it's a little plaid no mm-hmm. if you're gonna go with plaid go with the plaid and then i tweeted about how jumanji mm-hmm. uh the robin williams jumanji oh, yeah. still holds up oh, it does it does and yes are some of the like you know this it's the kind of the the Computer graphics Computer gra- are a little, but, but the but the practical effects are oh, amazing. So yeah, amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. That and, and Robin Williams is just so good in that movie. Yeah, it's yeah. a great movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. And um, David uh, David Allen Greer, uh, who plays the cop. Yeah, the police oh, guy. Yeah. He's hilarious. I forgot about him. I need to do a rewatch. You I should. haven't seen that since. Yeah, it was I need in to show Sylvia so. that. She would enjoy. She it, I would. Think. It's I, an adventure movie. It is an adventure and movie. She likes adventure, and I movies. don't think it's it, about her age when I saw it too. Probably. I don't Maybe think it would older. scare her. There's a couple of parts where it might spiders, be a little intense. Giant spiders, yeah. and then when, when uh, the boy is sad, he turns into the monkey. Yeah, she would be worried. And he's about he's that, a little sad, but I mean, it has a happy ending, and overall, it's just it's a really fun movie. Yeah, it even the CGI it. It's not terrible. It's forgivable. Honestly, I've seen worse on the Zack uh, Snyder uh, Justice League cut. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what they did to Henry Cavill's mouth. Uh, or No, not it wasn't even the Snyder cut. It, sorry, I, I misspoke on that. The original, uh, the Justice League. Oh. Yeah. When the Henry the Cavill release. had to do reshoots and they just like basically CGI'd his mouth and it's terrible. Oof. Yeah. Haven't seen it. But anyway, yeah. I digress. Actually, I actually Twixted tweeted last night about things so anyway so, yeah you can find us there <laughs> yeah if, if twixting you, around twixting twixting around twixting the night away <laughs> there, you go. there you go leap into it <laughs> at grls beer sports on facebook or on instagram we are on the fired up network on apple podcasts on amazon or on iheart radio we are everywhere good podcasts are free and we will see you next week See ya! Bye!